Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tonaguzzi with Calgary's podcast. Joining me today is Lara Smith, who is founder and CEO of Lusame. Thanks for joining us today, Lara. Hi, Mario. Thanks for having me. Well, let me just start by asking you uh, if you could describe for me what Lusame is and what it does. Sure. Uh, Lusame is a technical luxury women's pajama company that helps women if they're struggling with night sweats. Okay. And when did you start? We are celebrating our 10th anniversary in October this month from founding the company. I left my corporate job in 2012 and spent two years to create the most innovative technology for textiles to engineer into women's pajamas. So it took two years of R&D and then we went to market in 2014. And how did you... um come up with this idea like where is the genesis of uh of this uh, idea to start this business well in my last corporate job i was managing a big team it was in a specialty apparel company that was very innovation based so i traveled the world meeting the most the coolest most innovative production facilities all over southeast asia europe textile mills And around 2011, my younger sister was diagnosed with breast cancer and learning what she had to go through and millions of women through treatment, um, chemotherapy, radiation, and ultimately put her into years of menopausal-like symptoms. And just imagining my sister and other women, you know, in these life-saving moments Um, of trying to battle cancer and then not being able to get a good night's sleep because they were struggling with night sweats. It was my call to action to leverage my experience and my connections and do something more purposeful to help women. Okay. And can you tell me just a a little bit about where uh, people can find uh, the product? Sure. We are uh, all over North America in specialty lingerie boutiques. There's several here in Calgary. Um, online, of course, on lucime.com. Uh, several department stores, nordstroms.com, QVC. We have quite a presence in Canada and the US now. Have you ever thought of opening an, an actual retail outlet or store? Certainly that's in our plans. We are launching some very um, kind of magical, innovative new product categories this November and next year. And so there will be a need for uh, physical stores for sure in our future. And can you tell me how what the name signifies? Sure. When we were trying to find a name that exuded luxury and something more romantic than granny jammies for night sweats we we spent a lot of time researching uh beautiful names that could mean something and we found an old etymological dictionary and the name lusum without the accent on the end is an ancient scottish term for desirable and we wanted women to feel comfortable and beautiful and desirable for ourselves no matter what health crisis or sweaty night we were battling um so it just resonates with women emotionally when they when they hear the genesis of our name can you give me sort of some sense of how much the company has grown since uh, you started it sure we've doubled the business every year 
Uh, it took us a couple of years to get off the ground in 2014 because there was a skepticism that something could work so, so effectively. But in 2017, when we were in Oprah Magazine for the first time, that's really when we hit it big. Um, but so far, every year we've doubled the business and we were profitable right from from jump. And what's your vision as you look uh, into the future uh, in the next, say, five years or so? It is a very grand future vision of being the destination for luxury, um, sleep, uh, anything synergistic with sleep. So sheets and eye masks and getting into menswear and overall um evidence-based content to support people's sleep. So we really want to be the one-stop shopping for science-infused products that are proven to deliver a great night's sleep in a luxury experience and get to a $100 million company sold globally. All right. So, so when you um, look at your background, maybe if you could give me a little bit about your background and uh what you were doing prior to this, and, and maybe that gives us some context of what you're doing now and why. Sure, it's been a journey. I started right out of university at Ralph Lauren, um, and then the Gucci head office in Toronto, and just got to learn about these global brands, how they resonated with customers emotionally, and building this this lifestyle brand. So that was in in me from 25 years ago, and then. In Toronto, I just um, kind of honed my craft as senior level buying buying positions, overseeing sourcing, traveling the world, being a buyer and all the great things that go with it. And then I, I moved to Calgary in 2004 to start my last corporate job, which was building the vision for uh, ladies wear and um, the strategic plan for Mark's Warehouse. So that's where I spent eight years and had an amazing kind of entrepreneurial-like journey inside a corporate environment of really learning what innovation inside apparel would do for people. So what was the uh, appeal or attraction uh, for you on, uh, when it came to, first of all, the, the retail sector, and then secondly, I guess, just the the clothing aspect of the retail sector? It sounds so simplistic, you know, retail or consumer packaged goods, but I've worked in women's wear in solutions, uh, solution-driven apparel, so footwear or comfortable clothing. So it was very emotional to help women feel their best. And that felt very purposeful on giving them either footwear or intimates that would kind of make them feel great about their bodies. And, you know, we weren't curing cancer, but it was very kind of emotional to wake up in service of women and to give them comfort through apparel. And it just became that much more real from a healthcare standpoint on the amount of women that were suffering with night sweats to give them a very purposeful solution that they would feel beautiful, but also give them comfort. So creating something from nothing and creating this fabric and this brand that didn't exist and now is delivering, you know, millions of women around the world comfort is a very purposeful thing. Okay. As an entrepreneur, uh, Lara, what do you like about being a, an entrepreneur? I like that every day is different. I like that you can create something and deliver it to the customer and see the sales come in. And it's you know very rewarding when the team can celebrate these financial milestones. But it's a very dynamic 
job and you're learning something every day, you get the opportunity to learn from your mistakes and be better the next day. And this is kind of an everyday wake up and start fresh journey. Um, and, and it's a wild ride. You have to be wired for it. That's for sure. I think we're all a little bit crazy. You know, on the flip side of things, what's the uh, a thing that you don't like about being an entrepreneur? I mean, it's awful if you ever disappoint someone. You know, we are a consumer-based business. So when a woman isn't happy with the fit or she's disappointed, then, you know, that just guts us all because we do prioritize customer service and we don't always get it right. So when that happens, it's it's horrifying. Um, I would say uh, my family would, would jump in and say, uh, it's it, very long days and, you know, you don't get to have Christmas holidays because that's our busiest time of year. Um, so there's certainly some personal sacrifices you have to make. Uh, but luckily I've got lots of supportive people around me that, um, don't give me too hard of a time. What's been the biggest challenge, uh, that you've faced and overcome, I guess, uh, uh on this journey of entrepreneurship? Well, last year I fought off a hostile takeover from one of my partners who tried to take the company that I founded. So, you know, that was horrifying from a personal point of view. When you get into these relationships, I'm not a transactional person. I believe in loyalty and growing together through kind of good and bad. And so when that happened, um, it really, I second guessed even wanting to continue um, and not just, you know, ending up on a beach in Costa Rica somewhere. But I think that was obviously the biggest thing that I personally had to overcome in our in our ten year journey. Okay. Now, when when you look at uh, you know that journey, uh, what what would you say along the way has helped you the most uh, in terms of I don't know mentors or examples of other uh, leaders in uh, uh, in business or even books? Uh, what's helped you along the way? Definitely my informal advisory board, who are mostly former bosses, um, you know, experts in the industry from winning team. I've got an amazing uh, couple of capital markets advisors and um, legal brains and financial brains and brand building. So I've got this network of people I can call who challenge my thinking, tell me when I'm not thinking about something right or if I've called something wrong and how to think about something differently, but have smart people around me that are different from me that push back um, and, and they make me smarter. I, I am very lucky to have, you know, an advisory board around me. Any books uh, that helped you? Oh, for sure. Um, you know, good to great would be kind of the Bible I refer to on just, you know, how to surround yourself with smart people and the right people on the team. Um, I think that's probably my favorite business book that I keep referring to to this day. Okay. Now, um, if uh, a young person, well, not even necessarily a young person, but anybody uh, came to you and uh, seeking advice on, on becoming an entrepreneur, wanting to be a, an entrepreneur, what would you tell them? Gosh, do your homework on the size of the market and how your value proposition will be compelling. Um, and then that's kind of step one, but the ability to execute is the biggest part of being an entrepreneur because there's a zillion good ideas and there's people that have good ideas, but if they they have no ability to execute, then you know it's just a, a giant waste of of money and time. It's going to fail. Yeah, as as an old friend of mine used to say, lots of talk, no action. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know when uh, 
when you look at the at the, at the business, uh, let me ask you just a little bit about. Uh, now I know you're you know primarily you know you know your goods are out in a lot of different places uh, and uh, and and online, but in terms of being a business person in Alberta, can you talk a little bit about that? What are the advantages of that? I find the culture and climate of Albertans to be very entrepreneurial, less bureaucratic. So like-minded thinkers in, you know, informal kind of networking groups has been very refreshing. I, you know, started my career in Toronto, Ontario, and the just the overall mindset is very different. Um, people want to work. It doesn't matter your family, your heritage. Nobody gives a crap. It's about what you've done personally, what you did yesterday. Um, and I, I think that's been really kind of exciting and refreshing about the climate of hiring people and networking. Yeah. Um, you know, the challenge over time as a small business owner is, you know, when, when some of the tax advantages have changed and, you know, not enough financial support and tax relief for small business, um, through the various, you know, federal entities that shall remain nameless. That's been, that's been a challenge. Yeah. Now, I understand, uh, Lara, that uh, uh, you tend to support young entrepreneurs. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. There's been a couple of organizations I've really enjoyed. So the Foundation for Women Entrepreneurs out of Vancouver, which is now called The Forum, I've participated in events and I take on one mentee every year and just go through their business with them, which has been really rewarding. It feels like my own when I'm kind of under the covers with these really smart, engaged women. Uh, the other place that I've um, volunteered with is the Hunter Center for Entrepreneurs at the UFC. And for an entrepreneur type program, I think, you know, they're, they're amazing. And I've done, I've been judges for some of their pitch competitions. And that's been super fun. Ended up networking with some really bright young minds at the UFC that I've ended up hiring. And so I think important to give back. And if I can share the pitfalls and some of the disastrous mistakes I've made to help young young entrepreneurs, I'm, I'm really happy to do it. Now, I understand also you mentioned giving back. Uh, uh, tell me about how um, how the company gives back in other ways. Yes, we, we quietly do this for the sake of doing it, not for being recognized for it. You know, I've mentioned how important the Canadian Cancer Society is because of my uh, sister. So we did a five-year Canadian Cancer Research Fund for breast cancer when we launched. Um, and then more recently, we do our Sweet Dreams campaign. And this is uh, partnering with women emergency shelters across North America and giving to the women and residents these care packages of pajamas and shampoo and hairbrushes mm. and chocolates, just some necessary things. You know, these women have been so brave and left um, a horrible situation sometimes without, you know, anything but the, the clothes on their backs. So we give them these care packages around Mother's Day and Christmas just to um, give them some sort of hug. Hmm, excellent. Now you mentioned, you know, about uh, that one of the challenges as being an entrepreneur is the time. Obviously, uh, you know, in many ways, it is a twenty-four-seven job. Um, how do you think your work-life balance is these days? Oh, it's a disaster. <laughs> but it's a fun disaster, and that's also a hobby because there's so much excitement happening. 
And we're a small but mighty team, but we're launching new products. We're going into our busiest season. Um, we're partnering with massive retailers um, that requires a lot of setup and work. So it's unhealthy at the moment, but, you know, come new year, oh, I always say that, you know, the next quarter will be a little bit better, but um, yeah. it'll get better. So what do you do uh, to, to relax, to de-stress? well, you know, where we live right now in Calgary is just spectacular weather. So trying to get out and do walks with my partner or my family a few times a week is, is really invigorating or yoga or tennis or golf. I've got two sons and uh, they're very active. So we do a lot of sports together. Okay. How important is that? Do you think for an entrepreneur to, to, uh, to get that balance? Um, uh, and you know, how important is that to, really the success of the company is well lisa my partner in business director of marketing keeps reminding me that we're a health and wellness brand and we should practice but we're both horrible at it um it's essential you know if you can find a saturday where you don't look at work emails um and just completely disconnect i always feel better for it so i can't emphasize enough the importance of just finding the time to unplug de-stress get out there and do something active. Um, it's, it's really important to the success of you personally and, and to your business. All right. Thanks very much, uh, Lara, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. That was fun. All right, super. That was Lara Smith, who is founder and CEO of Lusome. I'm Mario Taniguzzi with Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.